Hey, thanks for checking out today's episode. Before we jump in, if you'd like even more freelancing secrets completely free, be sure to head on over to learnwithjohn.com and jump on my freelance secrets newsletter because I regularly share secrets for getting more clients and building a thriving freelance business gleaned from my nearly two decades as a freelancer. So if you want to shortcut the time it takes you to go freelance full time and get the lifestyle you're after, you won't want to miss those secrets. You can get that newsletter by going to learnwithjohn.com. Again, that's learnwithjohn.com. Now, on to the episode. In our case, that source is our offer. Always and forever, if you're not making the sales you want, getting the clients you want, etc., go to the source, your offer. 99% of the time, that's the problem. So today, we're going to continue talking about how to get your service offer right. And before we get into that, a quick recap. We're talking about creating an irresistible freelance service offer, making your service package clearly and abundantly superior to your competitors because it makes marketing and selling almost unnecessary and it sets you up to charge whatever you want because value is subjective. And we identified that you first need a superior solution. The actual thing that you deliver has to be better than your competitors. And we discovered there are four ways you can do that. The dream outcome, probability of success, time delay, and time and effort cost. Now it's time to handle the second part, which is crafting a superior offer. And to be clear, your offer is not the same thing as your solution. Your solution is part of your offer, but your offer is more than that. So let's use a really simple example. Say you go to Walmart to buy some deodorant or Target if you're feeling fancy, and you're standing in the aisle looking at all the options. The actual products themselves then would be the solution. Now, maybe you just love you some Axe. Well, Axe brand, the actual fragrances, that's the solution. But let's say with Axe, you get a five ounce canister of that manliness for $3. That's the offer. It's what you get for what you pay. So the deodorant itself or the spray itself is the solution. The amount that you get, the price you pay for it, etc. that is the offer. Now, let's say you notice that there's a double pack of Axe where you get two five ounce canisters for just $5. That would be the same solution as what we just talked about, but a different offer. And if you look at the various scents that Axe makes, those would actually be different solutions because you might really love one scent but hate another one. So those are different solutions. Now, imagine that Old Spice is like, nah, 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 we're not going to be outdone. So they have a double pack where you can get three six ounce canisters for $6. That would be a different solution, a different offer, but a better offer. And in that scenario, you might like Axe a bit better, but not enough to spend the extra money on it. And you end up walking out with the Old Spice. All of that is the nuance that goes into buying decisions. And we all do this every day when we buy things. Now, sometimes the solution is so far and away superior in our minds that we won't buy anything else regardless of the offer. Apple products are a really good example of this. The people who love them, love them, and they're willing to pay way more for them. Now, as an Android guy, I'll never buy Apple because I can't stand the stuff the way their stuff works. I started using Android early on. I'm just used to it. And whenever I pick up an iPhone, I feel like I'm using a completely foreign object. So I just, I don't like the way their stuff works and it doesn't matter what kind of deal they might offer. I don't like the solution. 
So again, it's solution and offer. It's both. And our goal is to make both so far and away superior that potential clients see it as a no-brainer. They think, why would I even consider another option? That's what we're after. And do that, if you do that, that's what make mark makes marketing and sales become almost unnecessary. And so yesterday we talked about the solution. Today we're talking about the offer. So how do we do it then? Well, here's the thing. Offer creation isn't an exact science. We're dealing with people who are complex and multifaceted. So what you think is a no-brainer offer, it might not be to your market for some reason that's not necessarily obvious to you. And the business world is littered with failed offers whose creators thought that they were a home run. The point is you need to be willing to experiment and listen at this stage and then keep tweaking and futzing with it until your offer actually hits. And if you do keep tweaking, right, you don't get too attached to one offer or you don't just give up after it doesn't work right off the bat. If you keep tweaking and keep futzing with it, it will eventually hit, especially when you follow the principles that we're going to talk about. And so that leads to the next part of this, which is there are established principles that we can follow to help us figure out this home run offer. And so those principles are the iPhone principle, the relevance principle, the turnkey principle, and the 10X principle. So let's cover each one of those. First, we start with the iPhone principle. Now this comes from Russell Brunson. You may have heard of him. He's another one of those online marketing guys. Uh, at least that's where I saw this from. It may have come from someone else. I'm not really sure, but I saw it from him. So he actually did this at one of his live events. He held up his iPhone and he said, I bet I can get someone in here to pay me $100,000 for this iPhone. And then he asked for a show of hands who thought that he'd be able to do that. And nobody raised their hands. Nobody believed that he'd be able to get someone to pay $100,000 for his iPhone. So he said, okay, well, let me tell you about my iPhone. It's the latest iPhone, so it's not an older one. It's the latest one, but mine's a bit different. First off, on my iPhone, there's over $250,000 worth of marketing courses downloaded on it. Every single marketing course that's ever been released in our industry, I bought it and it's downloaded on my iPhone. I've also got audiobooks of every marketing book ever written. I'm talking about the old stuff. I go out, I find them, and then I have my ter team turn them into audio, and I put them on my iPhone. And there's at least a million dollars worth of books on my iPhone right now. So given that, right now, would you give me $10,000 for my iPhone? And almost every room in the hand, every hand in the room went up. Then he said, okay, also on my iPhone is my contact list of virtually every well-known business leader on the planet. So Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Rich Sheffer, and Eben Pagan, hundreds of these kinds of people that you can just call up and ask for advice anytime you want if you own my iPhone. So who would give me now $50,000 for my iPhone? And about three-fourths of the room raised their hand. Then he said 100000 250000 uh, 500000 and there were actually two people willing to give him half a million dollars for his iPhone. In fact, one guy asked if he was serious because he was ready to cut him a check for his iPhone right then and there. Now, I may have got some of the details of that a little bit off, but that was the basic gist of what happened. And it's a bit of an extreme example and maybe a bit silly, but it does illustrate the point. How do you get clients to pick you over other freelancers who do exactly the same thing as you do? Because no matter what you do, there's probably a thousand other people 
who do it too. So why should a client pick you over them? What makes you special, unique, different, and ultimately better? A lot of people, like we talked about, just focus on talent. And that goes to what we talked about yesterday with the solution. And that can be part of it. But oftentimes it's hard to just focus solely on that and get a real clear advantage based solely on talent. So the offer is a way that we can do that. Russell's iPhone was functionally the same as any other. It was just a regular iPhone. So the solution was the same. The offer, however, was very different. And so this idea then is what's called offer stacking, adding things to your offer that make it different and more valuable than your competitors. So let's say your service is building custom WordPress websites for people. Maybe you can add SEO optimization as a free bonus that comes with your service or include a bunch of blog post templates to help them write their content or a course on content marketing, something that makes your offer more valuable compared to others. For me, all my membership site builds come with discussions about content strategy, marketing, and retention. I had kind of have a history of having done those things and worked with high profile clients where I can share secrets from things I learned working with those clients and how they ran their membership sites and so forth. So my membership site builds come with that and it's really unique to me and it's something that a lot of people just really can't even compete with because they didn't work with those clients. They didn't have, they don't have the experience that I did. And I know from having been in the industry for as long as I have, that those are things membership site owners need and want. They need help with those things. And they're value adds that I can include, again, that most of my competitors simply can't. So it's different and better. That's what we're after. Now that then leads to the obvious question. What value adds? What are the things that I should be adding? And so that brings us to our next principle, which is the relevance principle. So Going back to our example, as I described before, imagine if you went to buy some deodorant and the offer that you saw was buy one canister of Axe and get a can opener. Uh, I mean, you might take the can opener, but is it really all that compelling? Is it meeting your immediate need at that moment to the point that it caused you to overlook every other option and rip that Axe canister off of the shelf? No, of course not. So that's the relevance principle. Your superior solution is the core of your offer. Your value adds need to be relevant to that core offer and or the ultimate result that your client is after. And we'll talk about that second part a little bit later. But if Axe says buy one canister and get a second free, that's relevant. You're getting more of the core product, the core solution, the thing that you really want. So it's relevant to you. But they could also say buy a canister of deodorant and get a bottle of our body spray and a bottle of our cologne free. Now, I don't know if they sell those things. I'm not like an axe expert. I'm just using it as an example. But that could be an offer that they they make. Buy our deodorant and get our body spray and our cologne free. Normally, you'd pay $15 to get all, all three, but you can get them all three for just $5 in this package. That'd be a pretty compelling offer. If you want those things or those things are somewhat relevant to you, you're now getting them at a a discounted price that would be relevant to you. Now, all of this is in contrast to the tendency among really online business people in general. And, and a lot of freelancers don't even think about offers like this, but even among online business people who do this kind of thing, there's a tendency to just grab any old thing that they have sitting on their hard drive, a PDF that they wrote or this or that, or PLR write stuff that they have, and to just offer that stuff as a bonus. That's like offering a can opener to someone who's buying deodorant. Cool, but it's not overly compelling. And ultimately, the relevance principle is nothing more than that. 
Make your value ads relevant to the client. Don't just add any old thing and think it'll work because it won't. This, by the way, also is where most of your experimentation will happen because you're guessing a bit at what you think is relevant to the majority of your market. You might be able to talk to one person and get specifically what's relevant to them. But in terms of your market as a whole and the majority of your market and enough of your market to create a real thriving business where you have a bunch of people wanting to hire you and you only, you think you know, but you don't always know on that sort of level or, or, or that scale. But once you do get it right, it'll be obvious because you'll just start getting a lot more people wanting to hire you. So experiment with the different value ads that you believe to be relevant until you find that magic combination that gets people to rip your service off the shelf, so to speak. That's the idea here. Now, as I mentioned earlier, there's one slight tweak to this, and that's our next principle, the turnkey principle. So remember I said that your value ads need to be relevant to the core solution or the ultimate result your client is after. The turnkey principle is about that second part. So let's go back to our deodorant example. And let's assume our buyer is a man, right? And that's not a stretch with acts, given their ads and their buying history and so forth. So let's just say it's a man. And we ask ourselves the question, why is he buying deodorant? And why is he buying acts in particular? Well, we know a little bit of the why just based off the advertising. Axe's advertising offers a simple, at least historically, offers a simple pro uh, promise. Spray on Axe and you'll be more attractive to, uh, we'll say, potential relationship partners <laughs> to keep it euphemistic. Now, is that crude? Yes, but that's the promise. And if you don't know what I'm alluding to by that, just Google, go watch an Axe ad and then come back. It'll be really obvious after, after watching one Axe ad if you haven't seen them. But that's the promise. So... We have some idea why someone might pick Axe over other options. And because of that, we know the ultimate result a buyer of Axe might be after. Uh, we'll call it success in dating, uh, to be euphemistic about it. So in addition to highly relevant value ads, we can also include value ads that speak to the greater ultimate result. So maybe we include a pamphlet that contains dating tips for men or fashion advice or a free trial to match.com and so on. Now that's probably a bit over the top for deodorant, but it illustrates the point. Although I will say Axe actually does kind of do this. If you go to their website, there's a link, at least right now as I'm recording this, there's a link that says irresistible perks. And you'll see that they offer grooming tips and tricks, offers and deals, as well as invitations to exclusive acts of events in return for signing up to their newsletter. So that's kind of an example of this. They're kind of already doing that as over the top as that might seem. But to use a different example, going back to our WordPress example, maybe along with your website builds, you can include an extended trial to a CRM or hosting for a year or Google ads credits. Uh, maybe a one-year subscription to TubeBuddy to help them with their YouTube channel, uh, an extended trial of Canva or Photoshop for creating images, and so on. Those are some examples of things that you might be able to add. And yes, there'd be some work in order to set all of that up. You'd have to contact these companies, work out deals, and all of that. And maybe some of those specific examples, you couldn't even do it because those companies wouldn't want to work with you, etc. That's not the point. The point is to think about the bigger picture and give them things that they're already going to need anyway. So if you're running an online business, you're going to need hosting. You're going to need a CRM. You're going to need graphics. There's all of these things that you're going to need in order to run an online business. So if your main clients are business owners, think of positioning your service as sort of a business in a box, meaning 
They buy your service and they get everything they need to start and run their business. They get the a trial of the CRM. They get hosting. They get graphics. They get content templates. They get all of these things that they're going to need anyway, but they get them when they buy your service, either free or at a discount, an extended trial, something along those lines. That's turnkey. Turnkey by definition actually means of or involving the provision of a complete product or service that is ready for immediate use. That's what we're aiming at here. Now, pro tip on all of this, do both. Include both relevant and turnkey value adds, meaning value adds that are closely related to the core service and value adds that speak to the bigger result and creating a complete service ready for immediate use, quote unquote. And that, by the way, is how you get to a premium service meaning a service that clients will pay tens of thousands of dollars for because it's complete, because they do get everything and they don't have to think about everything else. It's all right here. And so that then brings us to our final principle, and that is the 10X principle. And this one's pretty straightforward. As much as you can, you want the total value of your offer to be 10 times the price you're asking for it. So if your price is $100, you want the value to be $1,000 at a minimum. Now, more is better, of course, but 10 times at a minimum. Now, it's even better if you can show that that value is real, that it's not just some numbers you made up. So, for example, I have an offer that I advertise in certain places. You may or may not have seen it, but it's an offer I advertise in certain places where you can get a collection of my courses for a discounted price. And the value I use there is based on the actual prices of those courses, prices a customer can see right on my website. So the value proposition is real and provable. There's no sort of denying it. That's what those courses actually cost if you want to buy them standalone. And so one way that you can easily do this then, make your value proposition real, is to actually sell your value ads as separate products. So if you're adding in, say, an SEO course as a part of your service offer, actually create a page selling that course on your website on its own. Now, maybe it's not a core product or something you even plan to market a ton, but actually making it for sale establishes the value as real. So as much as possible, you want to establish that value as real. If you're offering someone an extended trial of some sort of service, let's say that service is you know $20 a month and the normal trial is one month, and you get them a six month trial, well, they're getting five extra months essentially for free by, uh, by going through your service. That means they're getting $100 in value. That's real, that's provable. So there's different ways that you can do this, but again, you just want to make sure as much as possible you make the value real and you make it so that it's 10X the value of whatever price you're asking. And so all that then is creating an irresistible offer a superior solution like we talked about yesterday, combined with a superior offer and all the little nuance and all the little techniques and all the little ways to make both of those actually superior. That's what all this is about. As for implementing, what I recommend is you just take one thing at a time. Don't try and do all of this at once. Just take one thing at a time, start with the competitive research that we talked about yesterday, then look at your solution implement one of the ideas we talked about at a time in order to make the actual solution superior, and then note the impact as you make these individual changes. Note the responses that you're getting and so forth, and then move on to the next thing and the next and the next and the next until you've gone through everything for both the solution 
and the offer. You've done both sides of this. And if you do that, in my experience, it's virtually impossible that you won't start seeing better results. The only way you won't see better, start seeing better results is if you're not actually getting any traffic to your offers. If nobody's looking at them, then it's not going to matter. But don't worry about that because we're actually going to get to that point too uh, as well because we're not going to stop here with the offer. It's just this is the most important thing, so we're going to start here. I'm actually going to walk you through absolutely every detail of creating a thriving freelance business. So we're just getting started. And again, if you want to fast track all of this and get even more detail and be able to get through this faster, I recommend going through my beginner's guide to freelance course over on Skillshare. The whole purpose of that course is to shortcut the first year learning curve that you have to learn all of this stuff and shrink that learning curve down to a month or two or less if you're really ambitious instead of that full year. So that's the idea behind it. Uh, it's included in that Skillshare extended free trial that you get when you use my referral link. I'll drop a link in the description, but that, that URL is myjohn.us slash BGTF. Again, myjohn.us slash BGTF. That said, in the next episode, I'm going to move from the offer. We've kind of covered the offer now. We're going to move to the order process and start showing you ways to optimize the order process for clients. Some tricks that I've learned over the years for making it easier to give you money. You want to make it as easy as possible for people to give you money. So some tricks I've learned for that. And then also how to maximize your order value. So when people do are giving you money and that buying temperatures are up and they're in that mood, how you can maximize what you get from that individual sale. So you get more clients and those clients are paying you more. So that's what we're going to talk about in the next episode. Of course, if you like this episode, you're not subscribed, be sure to do that. And if you do me a favor, if you know anybody who you think would benefit from this episode, I would appreciate if you would share this episode with them. That helps me grow my audience. Uh, and again, I'd really appreciate that. All right, that's it. We'll talk to you next time.